Mercer Island High School has a rich history in athletics, winning a countless number of state championships. From before the turn of the century, they'll try a desperation three and there it is. Off the mark, Mercer Island has won the state championship. To as recently as 2019. It is all Mercer Island. They win the 3A state championship 14 to six. But a certain part of high school athletics is overlooked. The athletes themselves. The players that make the game-winning plays also walk the halls of Mercer Island High School with every other student. Some of the most talented athletes in Islanders history have been recognized as Hall of Famers. But besides a plaque outside the high school gym, these special athletes are practically a mystery to the Mercer Island community, even with the impact they have made to the high school. Through this series, I want to shine a light on the lives behind Mercer Island's greatest athletes of all time. Welcome to the MIHS Hall of Fame podcast. Mary Waite, a two-time Olympic gold medalist, is one of the, if not the, most successful athletes in the history of Mercer Island High School and Washington State. The International Swimming Hall of Famer won her two gold medals at the 1984 Summer Games in Los Angeles as a 19-year-old sophomore in college, and her silver and bronze medals at the 1988 Olympics in South Korea served as an encore to her fantastic Olympic debut. But it was clear from a young age that Mary would be a special athlete. She won three gold medals at the National Sports Festival as a 16-year-old MIHS student, and at the University of Florida, she won eight NCAA championships and was the SEC Swimmer of the Year in 1985. Mary has been lauded for her successes, and her hometown of Mercer Island named her a Hall of Famer and even named a local swimming pool after her. Yet, she'll be the first one to tell you that despite her triumphs, people really don't know her best for her gold medals. There have been times where I'll tell people, oh yeah, I swam, and they'll ask my name, and they'll go, you mean like the Mary Waite pool? Well, did your grandmother like make a lot of money and donate it or something? <laughs> like Those are the kind of questions I have. People never ever think that it was named after me for athletics. They usually think it's because somebody donated a lot of money, or something along those lines. Or, or wait, how does your name, you were named after a swimming pool? Like I, I've even heard that. Before going to two straight Olympic Games in 1984 and 1988, and before being mistaken for the granddaughter of a dead rich grandparent, Mary walked the halls of MIHS, and she attributed much of her success to the culture of Mercer Island. There is a, a culture of excellence where it's not so much an expectation, but there's certainly the desire for it, at least when I was growing up and it was highly supported by the community. Using the pressure for excellence on MI, Mary won eight Washington State high school swimming titles. And when she eventually qualified for the 84 games, she knew she had what it took to get the gold. I think there's a saying, something along the lines of fortune favors the prepared or something like that. And, and when I was standing behind the blocks before my race, I remember thinking, there is nothing I could or would have done differently this whole past year and the years preceding it to get me ready for this race today. So there was, there was I knew I was as prepared as I was ever going to be. I felt 100% 
that I had done the best possible preparation I could have done for that race on that day. And, and just having that made me feel very confident. And Mary's confidence paid off in her first ever Olympic event. But as they touch, Mary it is Mary Waite who touched first. A mild upset. And the young woman who looked so relaxed and confident before the race demonstrated that we were exactly right about her external appearance as she swam a beautiful come-from-behind effort to nip Woodhead at the wall. Cynthia Woodhead will get the silver medal, and that's not too bad when you consider all that she's been through. But all the happiness in the world belongs at this moment to a 19-year-old woman from Mercer Island, Washington, who has just swum the race of her life. Mary had cemented herself as one of the greatest swimmers in her generation, and I asked her how her life changed in 1984 as a normal college student who just so happened to win two gold medals in the biggest worldwide sporting event. So the year before, my freshman year, nobody noticed me, nobody cared that I came to class in my sweats, but I had slept in the night before because I was too tired to change. You know, I'd, I'd put on a clean pair of sweats at night. I would go to bed. I'd get up for the 5 a.m. workout, go work out, and wear those same sweats to class. And not one person noticed. Um, my sophomore year, I actually had people comment, and you know, like, oh, you think you can come to class and being a slob and blah, 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 just because you're an Olympic gold medalist. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, okay, just wait. And it's like, I've, I've been doing this, you know, for years. This is not not new. Um, I, I, I don't think I was really equipped to deal with fame. You know, people, I feel like with social media and with influencers, it's something people seek out. It was nothing I ever sought out. I just wanted to be the fastest in the world. I just wanted to win a gold medal. I say just, but I mean, I know that that's <laughs> a lofty goal, but, but I didn't have interest in the fame that came with it. In Seoul, South Korea in 1988, Mary won a silver medal in one of the most memorable events of her life, where she was put with a group of American swimmers just before the 400-meter relay, who had no strategy and no coach. In classic weight fashion, the underdogs took home the silver medal despite all the odds stacked against them. As one of the most successful swimmers in American history, Mary told me the keys to success, and it all starts with a perfect balance in training. I think some people do overwork themselves and some people underwork. The year before the 88 Olympics, there was one of my, several of my teammates who were going out. It was summer and we were training and they would go out and they were, you know, legal drinking age. And they're like, come on, come out with us. We're just going to go to the bar. We're going to have a couple drinks. I'm like, no. And they were like, you know, it's not going to hurt you. It's fine. And what ended up happening is there were several of my teammates who should have made the Olympic team, uh, who partied their way right off the team. Like they, they lost a spot because they just weren't as in shape as, as everybody else. I mean, so that's one way where people under trained. Um, another one was overtraining. I, you know, when workout was over, I would get out, but there were some people who would stay and keep working on strokes or turns or starts. And I just remember thinking they need to rest. It's time to rest. We're going to Olympic trials like in two weeks. They need to get out of the pool. Those are the same people who should have made the team and didn't because they just couldn't let their minds and bodies rest. So it's this really tricky, delicate balance. Mary Waite was a swimming icon, gold medalist, college All-American, International Swimming Hall of Fame inductee. Now she is a working mom with a family, including two daughters living in Seattle. 
and she still understands how the tight-knit Mercer Island community made an impact on her for the rest of her life. Mercer Island definitely has a way of, um, I think of encouraging, encouraging its youth to be all that they can be. And certainly I was, I benefited from that culture of, of just, you know, people thriving, striving and thriving. Um, and, and that's not to say that it wasn't hard because it was, it was really hard. And, and I had to do a lot of work and a lot of healing because, um, to do something that hard, um, it, it takes it takes its toll on your soul, <laughs> yeah. um, but it, but it it was certainly worth it. I want to thank Mary Waite so much for letting me talk with her and tell the story of her life, and I also want to thank you for listening to the MIHS Hall of Fame podcast. And if you learned one thing from this episode, if you're driving past 40th Street and you see Mary Waite Pool, remind yourself that it's not some wealthy person's granddaughter. It's one of the greatest athletes to ever step foot on Mercer Island.